So, Rachel. Yeah? Spock has a personal visit while in the middle of crucial negotiations between the Federation and an unusual alien species. Mm. What do you think you're going to get? To bring is back and ready for action, I'm mm. guessing. Mm. She'll be sexily unemotional about it because I don't think they'll do sex-crazed anguish a la Ponfar on mm-hmm. Strange New Worlds. Right. But he'll have to keep dropping everything to get down or she'll die. Let's say the aliens are small and squealy and so annoying that only Spock can deal with them calmly. Hmm. Well, let's see. <laughs> Welcome to Rachel Watches Star Trek. I'm Chris Lackey. And I'm Rachel Lackey. We are covering an episode of Strange New Worlds entitled Spockamuck. Yeah, even the title made me feel excited about what might be to come. If you're joining us on the free feed for this one episode a month, then welcome. Hope you will enjoy it. And if you're one of our patrons, then uh, thank you so much for your support. So let's dive in. Yeah. The episode begins where Spock is on Vulcan approaching to Pring in a ceremony only to realize that his ears are actually human ears. His eyebrows are human and he's got a more, well, non-Vulcan haircut mm. as well. It's just like in a mock time yeah. from TOS. The gong that he hits, the rack of bells that gets shaken to Pring choosing a fight. Instead of him having to fight Kirk, this time he's fighting his Vulcan-eared self. Yes. A new slash fiction is born. Mm, I'd read it. (laughs) (laughs) And now we know for sure it's a dream because of the ear changes and the fighting himself. Yeah, yeah. It's a premonition in a way in TOS. A lot of this is going to happen. Yeah, sure is. The Vulcan Spock slashes human Spock with a lurper and our Spock wakes up in bed. He's just so hot. (laughs) I think more so with the Vulcan ears now that I've had a chance to compare. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, he's got it going on. Yeah, I really fancy him. They're at Starbase 1 for repair after the Gorn fight, and there's some time for a little R&R. Nice. Dupring is aboard to visit Spock. Last time they were getting busy, she was badge blocked by Pike. <laughs> and now Spock's work is getting in the way yet again. Oh, no. Because he has to help negotiate this membership to the Federation with a new species. Well, Dupring arrives in his quarters looking stunning, yeah. isn't she? In her pointy-shouldered, high-necked jacket. No facial expression or body language to indicate they mean anything to each other or are happy to see each other. I was worried he wasn't going to win her over, actually. She's not impressed with his quarters and she doesn't mind letting him know that it's too human and she can't even imagine a Vulcan sleeping in here. (laughs) He says, I'm just in the process of redecorating. Is it a lie? Mm. Is he embarrassed? Could be. There's his human half coming out. You know what's great is that 
even though they show no emotion or connection to each other, I still believe it way more than Keiko oh, and yes. Chief O'Brien. <laughs> oh, well, I'm really rooting for them a lot more than them. <laughs> Tapring works to rehabilitate prisoners through logic, and there's a <clears> candidate <throat> nearby called Berjan Taor. He's going to be tricky, so she has a colleague with her, Katile. She's ready to focus on their relationship first, though, and is unimpressed that Spock has duties to attend to mm. before he's going to join her that evening. Yeah, I find her job interesting. Mm. Even though she's the least therapisty person ever, she is kind of in the role of a therapist or rehabilitator mm-hmm. p- through pure logic, of course, of not course. emotion. Yeah. But we're not off to a great start with the two of them. So he had better bring his A game at dinner tonight. Tapring needs to get banging. So Admiral April is in charge of this negotiation. Yay, he's back. He's back. He gives a briefing to Pike, Spock, and Uhura, who's basically a secretary for this episode. She doesn't really do much. But you can't have everybody doing so. You gotta gotta kind of spread it out a little bit. She's had her chance. Uh, We've got the Rongovian Protectorate, a small but vitally important piece of territory between the Klingon Empire and the Romulan Star Empire and the fastest route between the Beta Quadrants. Why do they want to go across the Beta Quadrant? I think part of the Federation space goes into the Beta Quadrant. It's just a long way around if you want to get to the rest of your gang. The Rongovians have been private until the Tellarites got in touch to make friends, and we see a video of how badly that went. (laughs) Yeah. A Rongovian is shouting at a Tellarite ambassador that his beard was as ridiculous as his proposals. Yeah, I love this show not tell (laughs) about what happened with the Tellarites. It's great. So we're assuming that these Rongovians are going to be real pieces of work, Mm -hmm. or at least very aggressive. Yeah, well, it's Sultan the the diplomat. The Rongovians are also in chats with the Klingons and are due on the Enterprise tomorrow. Oh, dear, time is a tight. Tomorrow, you say? How about now? Think Uh the Rongovians? Oh, don't you hate it when people turn up early? Never mind a day early. Yeah. Even 10 minutes early when you're trying to clean the house. I loved Pike's expression of being unprepared, but having to go along with it. And then they sound like they've turned up early to the party and then complain about having to sit in the car and wait because the hosts weren't ready. <laughs> like, come on, dudes. You said it was tomorrow. <laughs> Love their makeup. Yeah, they're really neat. They got kind of these uh, stripes. Almost like animal print. You know, like a tiger shark stripes on their faces. Oh, cool, and they kind yeah. of grayish blue skin. Really Bald neat. Bald heads. Mm-hmm. Captain Vasso dismisses April and will only speak with Pike. Pike makes a joke, more or less, if I knew you were coming out of baked a cake. Yeah. And it's received with stone cold expression <laughs> and then laughter. Yeah. <laughs> nice subverting of expectations. As well as the thought, is that laughter genuine or is this guy a threat? Uh-huh. Is he one of those guys who laughs and then slashes you, you know? Lan leaves to attend to the security things, she awkwardly says. I love it that she's thrown off. I'm not sure why she's excusing herself to leave, though. Well, I guess she doesn't need to be there. Yeah. Because they're not a security threat, I, I guess is what's uh, right, going on. okay. Yeah. So First Officer Brax is confused to learn that the Federation is a democracy. Everyone has a voice. We're listeners, too, says Vasso. Empathy is core to our society. Huh? Is it? After watching them insult a Tellarite and then turn up way too early. Are mm-hmm. you empathic? I don't, I don't know. You seem to be throwing everybody off. We've got lots of B-plots. It's, it's great. It all ties in. It's Yeah, we've got all the Get ready. Stuff. Yeah. So, to spin some plates. Exactly. Meanwhile, Ortegas and Chapel are collecting Mbenga for shore leave. I was wondering what he's going to do about his daughter. Does he feel nervous about leaving sick bay with her, her in, the in the buffer she not. doesn't know any different if he's gone for a few days or a few minutes i nope. suppose they make fun of mbenga's fly fishing hat with all its little lures lures on the yeah, top huh? of it yeah. yeah although chapel later admits she's warming to it and they seem like real friends yeah mm, yeah it's okay. really nice 
Ortega's asked Chapel about the date that she's got planned with Lieutenant Dever. She claims they are both casual, zero commitments, totally perfect. She Super cool. doesn't want anything to change. Ortega says, you said the woman Argelius too knew you were being casual too. And look how that worked out. Yeah, it turns out she's bi or pansexual. Yes. Yeah. And Agrilius too was the planet from TOS Wolf in the Fold. Uh, Ghost Jack the Ripper oh, planet. Oh, wow. So maybe she was one of the belly dancers, this <laughs> lady that she's pissed off. Could be. <laughs> In the transporter room, Una and La'an are supervising the departing crew and they learn that Una's nickname among the ensigns and yeoman is Where Fun Goes to Die. <laughs> they all knew she and La'an wouldn't be taking shore leave. And it's great comedy from everyone realising Mbenga has given away the nickname and then Kyle's pretending that he didn't know about it. Yeah. And, and I knew we were in for some shenanigans. Yeah. So I'm very pleased at this point. Yeah, they've been pretty serious the last few episodes of Star Trek. So oh, it's yeah. nice having a light one. Spock apologizes to Pring for working and missing their dinner. Oh, he's missed it. Oh, yeah. Well, because they showed up early. They weren't oh, supposed to be there until tomorrow. Come on. And she says she has set aside important work and believes that mutual sacrifice is crucial to a successful relationship. Yeah, that's a fair point, isn't it? Oh, man. Spock is in the doghouse <laughs> and deserves it. Yeah, because what's worse than a cold lunch? A cold dinner left out uh -huh. while you're waiting for your <laughs> fiance to come home. Yeah. He looks like he's got a tear in his eye, actually. He looks I don't know if that was intentional. pretty worried, yeah. Yeah, he screwed it right up. But then, if he'd pissed off the Rongovians and they went to the Klingons or the Romulans instead, that yeah. would have really ruined everybody's dinner. High pressure. In Starbase One's lounge, Dever shares his feelings for Chapel, and she's practically running out of there. <laughs> oh, no. But luckily, she sees Spock's bothered and troubled, and so she's like, I'm out of here. That's my excuse. Uh, Una and Lon talk about the nicknames and convince each other that there's nothing wrong with liking work. <laughs> there's a funny bit, too, where she goes, yeah, I'll show them who's fun's funeral. And she goes, no, no, where fun goes to die. Yeah, <laughs> you got to get it right. <laughs> <laughs> so Una's looking forward to redoing the duty roster and Lon can't wait to check the phasers. I oh, love it. It seems like they genuinely relish these things and that they're also trying to convince themselves and each other. Yeah. And they've got good chemistry yeah. and good comic timing together. Mm-hmm. Just then, a security breach happens in an airlock. I'll be your backup, says Una. People are idiots, says Lan. You're fun. <laughs> Love it. Off the go with phases drawn. They find a human and Bolian in Environmental Federation suits. Their ensigns, Christina and Zier. Oh, what kind of mischief are they up to? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, Chapel chastises Spock for not being home for dinner with Dupring. She slaps him in upside the head. <laughs> And he goes, what's that for? And she goes, to break old habits. <laughs> and she says that he needs to put her first, which is why she avoids relationships <laughs> because she doesn't have to worry about any of this stuff. But she's advising him based on what he wants for his life. Exactly. So that's nice. Yeah. And she, as far as we know, fancies him. Yeah. And so she's still giving good love advice to him in spite of the fact that she'd rather have him for herself. Yeah. yeah. He needs to show to Pring that he understands her as a Vulcan. Because mm, he's worried that she is unsatisfied with his human half and mm -hmm. thinks he's not Vulcan enough. What are friends for? Chapel says. Spock's like, huh, friends for? She explains it's rhetorical and cheeky little Spock reveals he was just winding her up and oh. how easy humans are to wind up, which is <laughs> really funny and endearing. And I love that progression from Spock and Data not understanding colloquialisms. Yeah. To finding out it's, uh, you know, just oh, taking the piss. He, he gets them, he's just making fun of her. <laughs> yeah. In his quarters, Spock has suggested a soul sharing with T'Pring, a grand gesture. 
to win her over. Mm -hmm. Now, I was thinking if they were both human, this type of fiance, his friends would call resting bitch face, possessive. Oh. Wouldn't they? No, get new friends. She's rad. <laughs> yeah, she, yeah. She, she's because not... she's a Vulcan. She expresses no friendliness or emotion and she wants to have him with her all the time when she's there, which mm. I think people would see as red flags, humans. Not all the time. <laughs> she's visiting. You know, she's like, look, as far as we know, that episode we first saw her in, mm -hmm. they were all ready to get busy. Yeah. And badge blocked. Yeah. So she's like, okay, I'm going to get some. Yeah. Badge blocked. Badge blocked again. Again. Yeah. So I'm on her side 100%. And anyway, as their Vulcan, she's actually a dedicated partner with boundaries. Yeah. So she's doing exactly what is culturally appropriate. Mm -hmm. And I agree that she her expectations of him are fair in these circumstances. Totally reasonable. Yeah. yeah. So they're going to learn each other's thoughts through this soul sharing, which sounds quite scary, actually. <laughs> as their palms meet, all of the candles in the room go out. How the heck did that happen? Yeah, I know. That's a pretty magical, mystical yeah, kind of magical. thing. Yeah, magical. Yeah, well, how do we explain that? Turns out they've switched bodies and they don't know how to reverse it. It's Ooh. Freaky Friday. And I just love it. Love their deadpan reactions. This is what I've been missing in Star Trek. Deadpan Vulcan comedy. It's so good. So good. Pike assumes the negotiations are successful and is in non-uniform when April says the Rongovians are cancelling, saying that a connection wasn't made. Mm -hmm. And now they'll only talk to Spock. Oh dear, but uh -oh. also, hooray, shenanigans. <laughs> but poor Pike, what a diss. He thought he was doing so well. Uh-huh, yeah. The body swapped Spock and T'Pring have been working for hours with various meditations and chants, but no luck. Spock in T'Pring has one more chant to try, which would require a gong, <laughs> which was more comedy gold for me. Yeah. Just then the door chimes and we get this. You must answer it. These are my quarters. Anyone who comes here will expect me to answer the door. I know how a door works. If they go away, that may give us enough time to fix the situation. Logic suggests the easiest way to get them to go away is for you to answer while pretending to be me. Spock, I do not like hijinks. In that we are in agreement, but it appears that hijinks are the most logical course of action. Answer. Mr. Spock, apologize. I know I promised I'd leave you alone. Hi, Spring. I really don't mean to interrupt. It is of no consequence, Captain. Uh, Chris, if there is an emergency, then of course you must speak with Spock. Who is right there? Yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this scene got me so excited. Uh, There's going to be hijinks. Hijinks. <laughs> Love them attempting to talk to someone as each other for the first time and to Pring, really Spock, insisting that Spock prioritise work while Spock, really her, tries to avoid him. Uh -huh. They decide to fess up, which was such a joyful decision. Yes. Letting Pike in on it allows them to be true to the characters as logical yeah. and continue with the hijinks. Yes. Yay! <laughs> I also love Pike's comic timing. Let's have another clip. We should tell him. It is the only logical path. Agreed. Captain. We have undertaken a ritual to share our katras. It has had unforeseen consequences. We have switched bodies. We seem unable to switch back. <laughs> Get out of town. We are not in a town. You guys did a body swap like, you, like your minds are in each other's. That is correct. I am Spock. And I am T'Pring. Now that you know, you can likely tell the very clear differences in our mannerisms. 
Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Man, it's not an ideal situation, but to bring in Spock's body is going to have to do the negotiation. Yeah, they're not going to accept anyone else. Meanwhile, Una and Lan arrive to interview the two ensigns that they caught in the airlock. More shenanigans and fun afoot. I really needed this episode after the last one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't blame you. Lon calls bad cop before <laughs> Una can. Uh, and they're, do- they're doing the interviews separately. So they don't really need to have one yeah, good and don't... one bad, but no, it's no. just for fun. Yeah. Uh, Lon breaks Christina's balls until she cries. Una buddies up with Zier and they both get confessions. So both their tactics work. Yeah. It's Enterprise Bingo, and they were trying to sign the Scorch. Mm. So was it a race to get a confession? Because if it was, I don't know who won. I guess they were just both successful. Yeah. Una doles out the punishment of working with Kyle, who they both say, oh, he's so mean. <laughs> Is <laughs> Kyle, he? Little Kyle, little oh. slight, lovely little Kyle. Oh, all right. I didn't know that. Now, Spock learns that prisoner Barjan is refusing to meet with Katyle and only wishes to meet with T'Pring. Spock in T'Pring tries to avoid it, but only T'Pring can accomplish their mission. Uh, there yeah. you go. Uh, uh, I believe in you, T'Prock. You can do it. <laughs> Una and La'an discover the origins of Enterprise Bingo, almost exclusively played by the ensigns and enlisted crewmen. In order to achieve bingo, they must complete a series of tasks. Do it, do it. Items include setting the universal translator to Andorian. Cheeky, how's this not been discovered? (laughs) And sitting in the captain's chair. La'an suggests that if they want to understand the crew better, maybe they should try and understand Enterprise Bingo. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad they get to have fun together in this episode and their comic timing together is great. Yeah, they're great. First, they use the transporter to reflavor chewing gum. How do you think that works then? (laughs) I don't know. Why? Uh, it's, It's just silly. And I mean, I guess you could if they beam flavor crystals. Back into the gum? I don't know. How bizarre. Next is the Turbo Lift 2 deck shout. So they basically run in (laughs) and whoever can grab the handle and say the name first. And, you know, like you would say second floor. I would say third floor. And then whatever the computer. Third floor. Yeah. And then you win. Yeah. And then they have a phaser stun duel, which seems pretty dangerous. Lowest setting. (laughs) Yeah, but still. Yeah. Lon hits Una in the shoulder and asks, are we having fun yet? (laughs) Back on the starbase, Chapel and Ortega spot to Pring, who looks pissed off, according to them. Yeah. Chapel thinks it's about the love advice she gave Spock, and I love that she assumes it's something she's done wrong, which is so human. Yeah. <laughs> and they're not too hot on interpreting Vulcan facial expressions either, because it's not pissed off. No. That's going on. It's, uh, I'm Spock in a woman's body. Yeah. That's what's going on. <laughs> and I need your help. <laughs> Spock and Pring gets Chapel alone and confesses what's going on. Chapel says it must be weird to be inside your fiance's body and he goes well i really haven't taken the time to think mm. much about it <laughs> and that's where you asked if it would be bad form to stroke off in your fiance's body <laughs> <laughs> if they- we do the body swap <laughs> yeah are you allowed to yeah. explore well, they are supposed to be getting to know each other after all i'm pretty sure that spock would get consent first though because they're all into their consent for everything aren't they yeah it's so weird but the, when, when is the ownership process because you're actually in the other body Mm -hmm. so does your ownership of your own body still last when you're not in your body Mm. and you're in that other person's body boy that's yeah it's gonna become your body again but you won't have the memories of it no consent always 
Yeah. What's the yeah. Harm? He is now concerned that he may endanger Tupring's career and ask for a medical solution to their body swap. She says it'll take time, so use this chance to get out there and use some of that Vulcan logic that she values. Mm. And we get this. This is coming dangerously close to hijinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yay. So the negotiations with Rongovians with Tupring in Spock is stilted. Uh, Pike whispers that the Rongovians have suddenly gone Vulcany, mm. and Tupring and Spock suggest it illogical to uh, ally with a culture whose central purpose was subjugating other cultures to its own, the Klingons. Vasso mm. retorts by asking about the logic of allying with the Federation, whose interdependence dilutes the cultures that comprise it. Mm, concepts. Yeah. Pike jumps up and asks to speak on behalf of Spock, and we get this. If I may, Spock... It is a noble sacrifice you've made to spend so much time away from your own culture. It is? Yes, it is. Your commitment to the Federation and to understanding both the values and plights of cultures wildly different, sometimes at great personal cost. Your constant striving for intellectual excellence and your commitment to the spirit of duty is inspirational. To answer the question, why the Federation, one need only look across the table, Captain Vasso. You, Mr. Spock, are simply everything that is great about Starfleet. Uh, I'm not crying. I'm not crying. <laughs> Does he know that Vasso needs to hear this? Or just know that T'Pring needs to hear this about Spock or that T'Pring needs this confidence boost Why? herself? I don't know. I think maybe a little of everything. Yeah, it's partly an acknowledgement of thank you for giving up all of your contact with your culture in order to be such a rich addition to the Federation. Yeah. And that Spock is really doing good work. And the reason why he's being a crappy spouse uh, or potential spouse yeah. is because he's doing all this great stuff. Does it make you a little misty? It does. Yeah. It's very sweet. Uh, and that's what, that's what I like about Star Trek. Space Dad. It's so great. Vasso is impressed and he offers a summation before they return home. Oh, it's gone well. Mm -hmm. Spock into Pring brings Chapel along for the meeting with Bajan, who's playing 3D chess on his own. Weird. Mm-hmm. Not sure why he's brought Chapel. I guess he's just unsure about everything. Yeah. Needs a friend. Yeah, it's a little bit of moral support. Bajan gets snarky about Spock's human half, you know, thinking he's talking to T'Pring. Yeah. And about Chapel as a human being there. He says T'Pring defends Vulcan ideals on the one hand and insults them with the other by marrying Spock. Chapel says, Spock is twice the Vulcan you are. Everyone's sticking up for Spock today. And it's yeah. so nice. <laughs> Barjan says, well, I'm seeing who you hang out with and I don't want to work with you. And Spock into Pring suddenly knocks him out with one punch. He houses. Tad too human, he says. Chapel thinks it's just the right amount. <laughs> oh, wow. Dear, you've got some suppressing to do, Spock, if the kind of your mother comments <laughs> make you punch people straight away. <laughs> uh, later, we find Spock into Pring lying in sickbay where Mumbega is smearing Navalan sea urchin paste on their foreheads. <laughs> he's been dying to try this out and has never dealt with a Kotrick transfer before. Yeah, he's psyched about it. Yeah, but McCoy... Well, later, of course. Yeah. Cortical stimulation will mimic the original brain patterns of the host body, making it uncomfortable for any visitors. <laughs> Chapel nervously asks Mbega if they were going to get nerve pinch for this. <laughs> I like that. And Spock and Tupring begin screaming. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Love Mbega's excitement and the experimental treatment and Chapel's nerves and the fact that we get to see the switch. Yeah. In his quarters, Spock admits to Tupring his fears. We get this. My feelings about Vulcan are not easy. 
On our world, I was forced to prove my vocalness. Any deviation was seen as proof I did not belong. In Starfleet, I am accepted for who I am. Half Vulcan, half human. I am, quite simply, Spock. Oh, your hearts explode. Ooh, I'm not crying. <laughs> to Pring's fear was that he saw their relationship as another duty, like work, mm -hmm. and says we must both want to be here, and Spock replies that he does. They seal their commitment with a kiss and lay down on the bed, and it's so hot. Yeah. Uh, in the conference room at Starbase One, Basso asks Pike why they should choose to ally with the Federation. Pike goes rogue and replies that they shouldn't, mm. as they shouldn't risk making the Federation's enemies into their enemies as well. Who knows what species will piss off next? He admits that they're not coming to them with any great respect for Ron Rongovian culture. They barely know it. They're only interested in the territory. Ooh. They'll gain hypothetical trade markets, scientific advancements, support in events of crisis that would likely only come because they had cast their lot in with the Federation. Whoa, some honesty going on here. What's he up to? Vasso and Brax leave. April says, what the hell was that all about? And Pike says, I'm playing a hunch. He's got it figured out. <laughs> They were rude to the Tellarites, reasonable with them, and logical with the Vulcans. He thinks they're looking for somebody to take their point of view, a mm. radical kind of empathy. Right. They look out and they see the solar sail of the Rongovian ship flying the Federation flag. Uh, Yay, an alliance uh, is made. <laughs> this was wonderful. I loved Pike's hunch shocking us as well when he did it. Yeah. And then the gorgeous visual reveal. What magical storytelling. So good. Walking outside on the hull without environmental suits later, Una and La'an have reached the end of Enterprise Bingo. Only a force field stands between them and death by space. Oh my gosh. It's pretty bad. They reach the Scorch, which is the oldest unreplaced piece of the Enterprise's hull, where it was said to be good luck to sign it. Riley's is there, of course. Uh -huh. He of the bowling alley and uh -huh. uh, singing through the tannoy. Una signs hashtag one. <laughs> Then they gasp to see the Rongovian flagship flying overhead. So now they're having fun and bonding. Yeah. Lovely. To Pring and Spock are nude under the covers. He's got his bare chest out and it's very yummy. Oh, he's, yeah, he's built that guy. <laughs> to Pring remarks that she's enjoyed being Mr. Spock for a day and they both agree it was logical to have punch Barjan. <laughs> we end in the lounge on Starbase One where Ortegas is sitting with Chapel. How things end with Dever. I told him how boring he was. Maybe try that next time you're in a relationship. Try what? Being honest. Yeah, that means the relationship might get serious. So? It would have to be the right guy. I, uh... I... What? Nothing. No. Oh, what right guy is she thinking about? We all know, don't we? He's got pointed ears. Yeah. That's a clue. <laughs> and that concludes the episode, Concepts. Yes. Oh, I feel sad that we're going to later see what happens in TOS. I know. Next with Dupring and Spock. I kind of just want to rewrite it all in my head, but it all <laughs> yeah. turns out fine. But then he wouldn't have gone off for more years working. Well, I, and, and we never see her yeah, well, on the what, ship. What I like about 
this show and it's a testament to how good it is is i don't care about that stuff i'm in it right now yeah i didn't think of it during yeah and the characters are so interesting what's going on with them you you know what happens in the future but it doesn't matter we're in the now Mm -hmm. and it it's great i'm loving it we had it being more vulcan to prioritize your relationship over work than human and mm-hmm. to create depth of intimacy and understanding in a relationship being very important to them. In spite of what we would see as little emotionality, little affection or phone or connection, yeah. actually it's a massive priority for them to connect, to understand each other, share souls. Sure, yeah. That's wonderful. And he had a fear of not being Vulcan enough for her. Not unfounded, because she does have <laughs> some views on that. Yeah, she's pretty strict. And it's her job to use radical logic to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. he was scared of being rejected by her but he talks about being valued by the federation for being exactly who he is just for being spock so that was lovely we had a swapping of catras which goes all freaky friday Mm -hmm. it would be less fun if it was you and me doing it wouldn't it and then we had to do each other's jobs you just wouldn't be able to do my job because it'd be totally unethical yeah and there'd be (laughs) I don't think there'd be any situation in which you'd just have to give it a go. And me doing your podcast with Chad, you know, I wouldn't know any, what I was talking about, but it wouldn't be disastrous. No. no. I could give it a go. You could give it a go. With a script. Yeah. Yeah. Any monkey could really do my show. Ah, <laughs> yes. But doing this show, which wouldn't work, would it? No, it wouldn't. No. <laughs> and to Pring's role of rehabilitating prisoners through logic was brought up as one of our concepts yeah we had aliens who just want someone to get them to empathize like they do and it was only pike who realized that because they were being so empathic nobody realized that they were different and they did need their point of view empathized with yeah yeah so well done pike mm-hmm. i think that can be an unfortunate thing for some empathic people that they can kind of become invisible or yeah diluted into what others are experiencing feeling projecting yeah. Yeah. or in what they want or what others want what they yeah. think others need of them mm-hmm. we had where fun goes to die versus sure leave hijinks yeah. lovely mm-hmm. and chapel's no commitment rule indications that she loves spock and maybe that's part of why she can't really commit to anybody else but she still gives him good love advice yeah so again because well, she's friend. a good friend yeah yeah she's not manipulating him she's just likes him yeah for real we had a window into the life of the Lower decks type people, yeah. <laughs> which we rarely get uh-huh. with the Enterprise bingo. Which is fun. It's fun to see these highly professional, competent people being cheeky behind yeah. the scenes. Mm-hmm. And the Rongovian concept of the Federation as diluting all of its cultures. Well, that's something that they got from the Klingons. If you recall, that's the whole reason they started the war with the Federation in Discovery. The Klingons were saying that the Federation says they want peace, but what they want to do is destroy our culture, destroy our way of life, yeah. destroy all these things. And yeah, so. and we will not let that happen to us. Uh-huh. Don't go with the Klingons because they'll do that to you. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're going to straight up like take your culture away from you yeah, and make you be Klingon. The Federation will allow different cultures to become part of the whole voice. Maybe, yeah. Pike acknowledges that that's easier said than done for sure. Spock, and he has given up a lot of time on Vulcan. Yeah. It was to Pring's voice that expressed the regret not to spend more time there with her culture, but it came out of Spock's mouth. Mm-hmm. But Pike realized it was true for him as well. Yeah. Concepts, it's nothing really that blows my mind, but there is some cool stuff to think about a yeah. little bit. I'll give it a six. I'll give it a seven. Entertainment. 
loved the cheeky revisit of the Amok Time Jewel, which turned out to be a dream. Yes. Love the hijinks. Yeah. Lots of different types of hijinks. And Spock and Pring not liking hijinks, but having to go along with them anyway. I liked Spock and Pring making mistakes, trying to pretend to be each other and doing it incredibly seriously, but yeah. also in a very funny way. Yeah. And Pike not being able to tell the difference as they do act and talk the same although they were convinced he'd be able to tell their mannerisms apart the gorgeous solar sails on the ship and the visual storytelling of flying their flag beautiful mm -hmm. and they showed it three times the sails with the flag going past but it was not too many no no it wasn't cool alien face paint amazing costumes great job visually all around with mm -hmm. the starbase sets as well laan and number one playing good cop bad cop and doing enterprise bingos Great fun. Lots of B-plots without it becoming too much somehow. Yeah. They were able to just keep dipping back into them and it felt coherent. It did, yeah. And there weren't any of those plots where I thought, oh, no, we're back at this one. Great pace, very visual, great comedy, everyone acing their job on the team. Yeah. I'm not sure how it could have been better, but I'm going to leave half a point for more costume changes, a heist and dancing, which, you know, may, may come one day. Yeah, sure. So 9.5. You know, watching this episode, I had flashes to... Star Trek for the voyage home mm, where it's the fun this, of that. It's fun. It's comedy, but it's character driven. Yeah. Like everybody is being who they are. Yeah. It's not making fun of any of the characters or Star Trek. And they're not stepping out of who they are as characters. They're not doing things that are unlike them. They're doing stuff exactly like them, yeah. which is making it really interesting. And it just makes you like these guys so much. Mm. I liked it more the second time. Oh my God. Yeah. It was funnier. There's more things that I caught. It was just, I don't know what I gave Star Trek The Voyage Home. I don't yeah, remember what. I must, I must have been, have been a, 10. a 10. For entertainment, I yeah. think I'm giving this a 10. All right. Double dumbass on it. you. It's just, it was, I can't think of it in any way that it could be more entertaining. I yeah. was pure joy from beginning to end. Yeah. I, if you said, let's go watch it again, I would say yes. Yeah. Sexiness. This is about as good as it gets for sexiness. Yes. The kissing and then laying down on the bed, cut to topless cuddling scene was very sexy. And I want more of that. An even sexier version of the green wrap over top on Pike. Yeah. And he's a hell of a guy. He is. We saw Chapel out on a date, but she wasn't into it. No, no. But nothing creepy happened no, to no. negate the sexiness. No way. There was sexual tension there and being in your fiance's body. That, you know, it's that kind of role play. That's yeah. hot as well, and I think. Yeah. It's a 4.5. I'm going to step ahead here and I'm going to give it a straight up five. Wow. It's super hot. Yeah. I mean, Especially so reserved. to Pring and the Spock stuff going on. And there's that whole pent up like or not pent up but vulcan just, i'm cool yeah but i still want to do it like it's like whoa there's just this underlying sexual energy that's through this whole episode that is super hot with consent and emotional exactly. intimacy yes. and reliability yes. and boundaries exactly so hot so great i'm gonna give it a five great stupid experts silly experts but ensigns just wanna have fun <laughs> <laughs> oh ensigns wanna have zero, zero. Really want. uh, so zero zero yeah people in the military do pranks and things all the time it's not a big whoop so your guesses well i said to bring would be back and ready for action ish yeah thought she'd be sexually unemotional about it yeah, but I got it wrong that she'd be pomfaring. She wasn't. No, no. And I got it totally wrong about the aliens. They were not small and squealy or really annoying, although they were difficult to deal with. It turned out to be Pike who knew what to do. So, eh, 
Not eh, great. Not great, but that's all right. Yes, yeah, fine. I like that you're getting some episodes that are a little unexpected. That's it. Yeah, it's fun. I want to thank our patrons. Those yes. are the people that subscribe to our show. They give us money so that we keep making this and we can fit it into our busy schedules. We love doing it, but we also love having that support. Thank you so much. I'm Rachel Leckett. And I'm Chris Leckett, and you've been listening to... Rachel Watches Star Trek. Star Trek!